Today on episode 248 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, recently I got a voicemail from a podcast listener asking about using Flash. Is it safe to use? Should you disable it? What's the story? So today we'll talk about Flash and what I recommend. Another episode of The Computer Tutor Tips, Tricks, and Advice from a Computer Pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Well, good morning, and welcome back to the Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and I'm here every Monday morning to show you how to do cool things on your computer. And I like explaining computer related stuff in plain English. You may have already found out that's not something you see very often with computer geeks. Usually if a tech is trying to explain something, it includes lots of big words and technical jargon. And if you're just someone that uses your computer for your day-to-day stuff, you might not have any idea what this person is trying to say. Well, to me, that kind of explanation is pretty much useless. I try to just stick with regular language that anyone can understand, and I like using analogies. In fact, I really love using analogies, since that often illustrates a point better than just trying to explain something in a lot of detail. I live here in beautiful Safety Harbor, Florida, which is in the Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater area, and I fix all kinds of computer problems for people all over the country. First, I call you on the phone, then you and I can be talking on the phone, and I remote into your computer, and I can do lots of different repairs just like that while we're both watching your screen. So if you have a problem with your computer, just give me a call, 727-254-9078, or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website if you go to computertutorflorida.com forward slash 248. So you know what I think we should do? I think we should go ahead and get started. This week's show is a response to a voicemail I got from Bridget, and she called in from the great state of Oregon. And here's what Bridget had to say. Hello, Mr. Scott Johnson. Uh, My name is Bridget. I'm calling from Oregon, and I appreciate your show so much. I do love my computer, but there is one thing that I hate and I just don't understand. But first, let me admit, I'm over 50. (laughs) Now, what I don't understand is Flash. I've been warned to remove Flash completely, but then I run into websites that say you have to have Flash. Should I hate this? Thank you, Scott. Tell me what to do. Bye-bye. Great question, Bridget. I know there is some confusing information out there, and I wish more people were asking questions about this. But first of all, there are probably some people that are asking, what exactly is Flash anyway? Well, Flash is often thought of as a programming language, but from a technical standpoint, it's not really that. It's what's known as a multimedia software platform. Speaking of big words... That just means it can be used to produce animation, including audio and video, and some websites use it to display content, such as videos or even video games. Flash has actually been around for quite some time. Back in the early days of the internet, or like my friend Dave would say, back in the day, if you went to a website that was showing some type of videos, like for example, you may have heard of this one site, uh, what's it called again? Oh yeah, YouTube. All of those videos were originally presented using Flash technology. It was really huge back then. I'm I'm talking maybe 10, 15 years ago. 
Well, since that time, Flash has become used a lot less by website developers. YouTube now uses a different technology for their videos called HTML5. So why the trend away from using Flash? Because it's not very safe to use. The hackers figured that out a long time ago. And even today, it's still like a never-ending cycle. These guys would tinker around with it and find some kind of security hole, and then they'd create some malware to take advantage of that hole. Then Adobe would fix it and send out an update so that that particular hack wouldn't work anymore on the new updated version of Flash. You ever see those little pop-ups in the corner of your computer screen that say, hey, Flash has an update, better get this update? That's the purpose of those updates, to patch up the latest problems they've come across. Then the hackers go back to the drawing board and they work until they find another problem in Flash that they can exploit and the whole cycle just repeats itself. Well, it didn't take too long for the website developers to say, uh, it really would be good if we could do what we need to do on our websites, but without using Flash. So that's why many websites just don't use it anymore. But some still do, and that's the catch. You see, if we get back to Bridget's original question, should you be using Flash? You can actually just go into your web browser and disable it. That means if you visit a website and the Flash content on that site is malicious, or if it wants to infect your computer, it can't because your web browser won't run or display the Flash content. But what if you need to use a particular website and that website uses Flash? That could be a problem. So I can't really make a single recommendation about using Flash that fits every single user. If I just make a blanket statement like, Flash isn't safe to use, don't ever use it. Well, then, you know, immediately I'm going to get feedback from people like, hey, I disabled Flash, and now the website I go to every day isn't working properly. But I also can't say, yeah, go ahead and use Flash, it's fine, whatever. Because then some people are going to have their computers compromised or infected because they're running an outdated version of Flash. And sometimes you can't really help that it's outdated because there could be an exploit that the hackers figure out and they're using it, but Adobe might not get the update out for a few weeks after that. So in between, you're kind of at risk. So what I recommend is that you disable Flash in your web browser and only have it run when it needs to run. And conveniently, you can set your web browser to not display Flash content automatically but rather, when it sees something in Flash, it can pop up and say, hey, there's some Flash here. Do you want to have it displayed? And then you can decide on a case-by-case -case basis, or rather a website-by-website -website basis, if you trust that site and if you really need to see that content. You might find after a month or two of not having Flash content displayed automatically that you don't even miss it. Maybe the websites you visit don't even use Flash at all anymore, which is becoming the case for more and more sites. So if you want to disable Flash from automatically activating, here's how you do it in Chrome and Firefox. Those are the two browsers I use, so that's why I usually focus on them. You know, I really dislike Edge, and Internet Explorer has been awful for a long time. And the only other major browser really is Safari, and that's on Mac computers. So I figured the steps are probably fairly similar to this. Now, the process is really pretty simple, but there are a few steps. So if you're unable to make a note of them right now, like maybe you're just driving down the interstate or you might be walking the dog or perhaps you're attending a water polo match on today, the final day of the Islamic Solidarity Games. Nothing to worry about. You can get all the steps and I even put in a bunch of screenshots to make it easy. That's over at my website, computertutorflorida.com 248. So let's start with Firefox. 
First, you click on the settings icon. That's the three horizontal lines up in the top right. And then click on the add-ons icon. And on the next screen, click the plugins tab and then look for shockwave flash and use the drop-down menu to choose ask to activate. And that option just means what it sounds like it would mean. If Flash shows up on a website, you'll get a little inquiry that asks if you want to allow it to run, and you can decide right there if you want to. In Chrome, you start off the same way by clicking the Settings icon, which is the three vertical dots in the top right corner. Then click on Settings in the drop-down menu. Then scroll to the bottom and click on Show Advanced Settings, and look for the section called Privacy and click on Content Settings. Now you'll get a new window, so just scroll down to the area marked Flash and choose the option that says Ask First Before Allowing Sites to Run Flash. And that's it. Pretty easy. Now before I go today, I want to mention one other thing related to Flash. If you happen to find yourself on a website and suddenly it pops up and gives you this big warning that you need to update your Flash player in order to view the content, do not click on anything in that pop-up. Most of those are fake anyway. They just want you to click on it and download all kinds of bad stuff to your computer. But if you think it's actually genuinely telling you that your Flash player is outdated and needs to be updated, then open a separate tab or a separate window and go directly to the adobe.com website and download Flash from there. At least that way you know you're getting it directly from the source and not trusting some pop-up message that's probably fake anyway. And if you like this show and you want to support it, you can do that without having to send me any money. All you have to do is buy something from Amazon. But when you need to get something on Amazon, don't just go to Amazon.com. Instead, type in ComputerTutorFlorida.com forward slash shop, and that'll take you to Amazon. But Amazon kicks me over a couple of bucks just for sending you there. Or you can just click the Amazon link at the top of my website. And thank you for your support. And if you have something you'd like to say to me, like a computer question, or a suggestion for a future show, or a good joke you just heard, I'm here. I'm listening. You can email me at pctutor at gmail.com, and I do read every email. Or you can call my podcast voicemail line, 727-386-9468, just like Bridget did, and leave a message anytime, day or night. And that'll do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.